0: So what if I told you that in the not-too-distant future, there should be a a movie, a film, a documentary released that pretty much explains a lot of what we've been hearing about for the past two years with terms like The Great Reset? We're going to be talking to two of the people that put that, that documentary and that film together called The Greatest Reset. On today's program. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And my guests today are Matt Scow and Nick Stumhauser. These two individuals worked on a hopefully soon to be released project called The Greatest Reset. Now, you probably never heard of it. Maybe some of you have. But it is a film documentary. And, and rather than me try to explain it, sometimes it's better just to go to the source. I'm gonna start out with you, Matt. Tell us a little bit about this project and, and also tell us about this other individual with you, Nick Stumphauser. how how this project came together and what is it all about and why should the listeners of this program be interested to know more?
1: Okay, thanks, uh, Bob, for having us on. Um, well, the, the genesis of this project started with uh, what the world went through with the COVID-19 crisis or pandemic or whatever you want to categorize it. Um, uh, I had uh, the ability to be in Davos, Switzerland um, twice with president Trump on 2018, 2020 when we were leaving uh, Switzerland, 2020 on a plane to from Shanghai. uh, The, the, the pandemic had not yet spread, and but uh, well, you could feel there was something uh, going on, and uh, people were kind of scrambling around for masks. No one was really, really, you know, had had dealt with this before, but you could feel something was starting to mm-hmm. happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we all know the story of COVID nineteen and how it uh, affected the world. Yes, but but when we when we died when I, when I saw Klaus Schwab write a book called COVID nineteen and the Great Reset, I knew there was something more uh, that was, you could say sinister or something was um, more behind the scenes than what was, uh, what were given, uh, by television shows, mm-hmm. news anchors, these things that they, uh, they coerced, uh, behind the scenes together using media, using all these things, uh, using, uh, universities, uh, using scientists. So I had an idea, say, um, well let's start researching and see how a man like Klaus Schwab could write such a extensive book 6 months after the the pandemic was going on oh, so it was a preparation
0: released. for a year before
1: Yeah I mean it was over 400 pages and mm-hmm. it was released in June of the same year the pandemic started mm-hmm.
0: I remember it
1: So um another thing that was red flagging me was all the sustainable sustainable goals that uh, that WEF was uh, promoting through the UN mm-hmm. and these sustainable goals were uh, uh, used as a catalyst for uh, what we can do uh, in response to this COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. We can reorganize the world and use this reset to establish these 17 sustainable goals that we found out were just uh, uh, a lineage of Uh, the UN's Agenda 21.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Uh,
1: So um, I had the year previous made a documentary series called uh, The Sacrificing Liberty that dealt with the uh, US liberty and the attack on that ship. Um, After completing that all by myself, uh, I knew I had to have help. I I couldn't do this project alone. Mm -hmm. And I looked for Uh, the most talented filmmaker and uh, -and up-and-coming people I could find, and we came across Nick Stumphauser, and he uh, produced a film on his own at a very early age, and uh, he agreed to work with us. He gave me a year, uh, or until completion of the film, Mm -hmm. and uh, me and him set out to find out the who, the why, and the what is behind Mm COVID-19, and who are the players behind it.
0: I think a lot of people when COVID-19 hit, we were just unprepared. They didn't ever imagine something like this happening here in the good old U.S. of A. or, or Canada or the United Kingdom. We, we were used to a set type of lifestyle. We never thought bad things could happen. I was working in emergency management. I came out of retirement. It's another part of my life career. And I started seeing things we were seeing on the ground that just didn't make any sense to the narrative and that's why i quit that work and that's why this radio program started because of what i saw it was not true we were being fed a lot of a lot of misinformation as they like to call anybody that tells the truth today so tell us a little bit about this particular film i've had the opportunity there's a lot of video clips that are out there that you can see some uh, the best way to they're like uh, there was a series i think of five programs that you had done at another location and there's some of the clips and i've seen them and as far as production quality it is second to none it is really well well produced and so i mean extremely well produced so tell us a little bit about who are some of the people that are in this particular film apparently there's a large number of people that you interviewed along the way to to make this particular documentary
1: yeah um I, I could just take up all the time, and um, I'm real good at that. So I'm going to let Nick uh, tell us kind of how we started this pro- process because initially, the, all the doors were closed. We couldn't find. We wanted to find pro and, uh, uh, and, and kind of contrary views. I don't want I, this was not a propaganda piece. This mm-hmm. was not a piece where I wanted to uh, you know just besmirch and whatever find dirty laundry on people. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to find out who's behind it. Was there ulterior motives and how big is this? What's the scope? And we found that this is a scope that goes back centuries. You could even say to the tower of Babel, really, this has been a progression of uh, evil and who is tra- as Christian filmmakers. We understand uh, that there will be a world government at one time and that there will be a son of perdition that takes over. And, and for me, I was always curious of what would that look like? How would they, what were the entities involved that would set this up, that would that would make this spiritual battle reality in the, in, in our carnal universe here? And what we started seeing was a lot of things started positioning themselves to put this together. So I'll, I'll let Nick talk about how we arrived at some of our guests. And one thing I'm so proud of, and I know this was divinely given to us, We don't have people talking in our film that talk outside their scope. What I mean by that, as Dr. Robert Malone talks about vaccines and what he did with vaccines and uh, the ethics of vaccines, Mm -hmm. Peter McCullough talks about treatment, lack of treatment. uh, Zev Zelenko talks about that. Then we go into the Vatican and we have an amazing interview with Archbishop Vigano, uh, and he talks about the takeover of the Catholic Church and, uh, Absolutely. Uh, G. Edward Griffin talks about media manipulation, this uh, communistic kind of undertone. But uh, I'm going to pass it to Nick and let him kind of tell you how we got to this great cast of characters in the film.
3: Matt, one of the reasons Matt brought me on is because of the, the film that I produced on my own and, and the people that I was able to get just through you know cold calling or taking risks. And so he kind of set me to the task of of gathering um, a list of individuals. So I had an Excel spreadsheet of about 30 to 40 people who told us no Mm -hmm. on both sides of the aisle. Um, They either didn't respond or I'm busy or a flat out no, we don't want to be part of your your documentary. And it wasn't until Matt found a gentleman named Patrick Coffin who Mm -hmm. was – doing a radio program about the Great Reset Uh, and he was gracious enough to not only do an interview with us, but he had just finished doing a Truth Over Fear Summit with Mm -hmm. about 80% of the people we ended up having in our movie. (laughs) Wonderful. And and the selfless nature of Mr. Coffin is the reason why we have uh, the film that we have because his network became our network. He opened the door and uh, had us um, introduced to a lot of really fine individuals. And, uh, you know, Matt says that all of our cast speaks in their expertise, but what's also astonishing is we don't have a narrator. And that was something Matt was adamant about from the beginning. Um, you know, I had made one indie film on my own, but Matt has been doing this for 25 years. And so when he said, you know, we're not doing a narrator, I was a little bit confused. Like, well, why don't we just have somebody get us from point a to point z and Mm -hmm. it'll solve all our problems but here now we have a two and a half hour film where they finish each other's sentences yeah
1: without ever meeting each other like that isn't
3: you know that's masterful editing on matt's part storytelling and also just divine providence oh absolutely amazing to see
1: you know, even from- Robert this is one little caveat story which blew me away which happened a lot but this one in particular uh, Patrick coffin talked to us about the Milgram experiment that was produced in a uh, Yale University and if you don't know the the story it's about how people can be persuaded by a, a, a individual power like a doctor yeah,
0: or an authority figure yeah,
1: yeah to administer a shock to someone if they got the answer wrong well uh, we sat down with RFK Jr. And for an hour, and uh, he he uh, sat down with us for this movie. And halfway through the interview, and Patrick happened to be sitting next to me through the interview because he wanted to sit in on it. We were in California, mm-hmm. and Rob uh, and uh, uh, Kennedy was like. Have you ever heard of the Milgram experiment? Well, let me tell you about it. I look over at Patrick and I just start smiling. And the way that Nick edited that segment in the film of RFK and Patrick talking back and forth about the Milgram experiment Mm -hmm. and had never even knew each other, you know, talked about that. That's that's this divine providence right there. So beautiful.
0: Mm. An incredible. It's an incredible uh, film. I can already tell from what I've seen. And and I, I'm I'm praying that this thing gets released and gets out to the public because if it has, what I really believe it it does have, it's going to be a very powerful uh, tool for Christians. There's no doubt in my mind about it.
1: Yeah. You know, like that, at, yeah go ahead, Robert. Yeah. I'm
0: sorry. No, go ahead and and you know, like I say, tell us a little bit more about the film and and what its future may or may not be.
1: Okay. So. um so to be perfectly honest, we were um, we made this film for the donors of a, 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 a company named True News. They the donors uh, gave money to put their name on my film. They were they wanted their name to be shown on my film as a producer or mm-hmm. an executive producer or an associate producer. These people gave up to $20,000 to put their name on our film. Mm. That's what's so beautiful. These people saw what we are doing, what me and Nick have were producing. Uh, I showed them clips from our interviews, some trailers, and they were so moved by it, and they, they understood the power of this film that they gave money to put their name on it. So, um, unfortunately, the film is under... Uh, the True News banner right now because that's where the money uh, was funneled through. But True News does not own this film. This film is owned by the donors. So, right now, it's in the hands of a legal department in Manhattan. That when I was on the phone call with this lawyer who's looking at the fair use co- contact uh, 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 of this film, mm-hmm. uh, he started off the conversation saying, I don't believe in this film. I don't. I believe it's conspiracy theories, and um, and I was like, "Are we ready to like, terminate this and like relationship?" But they wanted to keep the the lawyer on for other reasons because they have other, I guess, cases they want to use this law firm for. Mm-hmm. But what I'm asking our donors, and I've reached out to the donors because they reached out to me, uh, we need the film released as is, as me and Nick produced, because. Mm-hmm. Um, the preach that we had, we, inter- we we didn't interview, we had a pastor in Ireland named Pastor Keith Malkinson. He would give, in the film, you, he gives scripture that validates what's going on. Like, the 10 kings that will be in power were great merchants of that mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. as we read in Revelations. Well, and you see in this movie, the Club of Rome has uh, designated 10 separate regions in the world. That's right. And now... That- what is the Club of Rome? Most people don't know who this is. This is the the mindset of the people at the World Economic Forum, uh, at the Bilderbergs, of Bill Gates. What it is and what we found through this film, which oh, was... Look,
0: even the WHO is in their mindset.
1: Of course, Robert. The, the the craziest thing that we saw was how the message of Malthus was... You Even the graph of Thomas Malthus was used throughout this whole process through the 1800s 1900s to Bill Gates literally doing a Malthusian speech and if people don't know what that is, Thomas Malthus believed that we were overpopulating the world there weren't enough resources so in a- able to save and preserve the world we need to, to limit our population. What we discovered in our thesis of this film is they're using this vaccine. In order to do that, to fulfill that, mm-hmm. and we corroborate that with, uh, with with experts. And and what what amazing thing is, me and Nick actually filmed vials of the vaccine with Dr. Mate. and uh, with her research and what other researchers we have in the film, uh, we should be very nervous and scared that sixty four percent of the world has this in their body right
0: now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. This is something about all of this. And I'm going to just my feeling my wife felt the same way. In our prayer life, it was like, flee this stuff. Don't get near this stuff. There's something about this that is inherently wrong. The way that it came to us in this world, uh, I found very troubling. And and I I see that we made the right decision because the numbers coming out of the United Kingdom, the United numbers coming out of a lot of places, we're, we're Australia, not, Australia,
1: of blood clots.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, what what we were told, and I remind people, we were told back in in uh, February and March of 2021 that take the vaccine and you'll be COVID free. Take the vaccine. You can take off your mask. Well, then we're still wearing a mask. We're still being told to get a vaccine. We're being told to get a booster. Now we're being told to get another booster because that booster didn't work. And all of a sudden, we have a roughly 40% increase in unexplained uh, people dying that have nothing to do with COVID. And they all have one thing in common. They're vaccinated. They're, they're vaccinated I, I don't think they're vaccinated against uh, saving themselves i think they're vaccinated in destroying their immune system is what it appears yeah. to be happening
3: it was uh difficult at first when matt and i were coming across this research first of all to believe it second of all to emotionally digest it like to consider that that these numbers these figures that the that the researchers were proposing that we would see would be valid Was very dark and upsetting, Mm -hmm. and there were plenty of moments throughout production where you know I had a real hard time with this. And uh, the way that I I've been characterizing this over probably the last seven to nine months is Matt and I will be you know in constant communication, sending back and forth articles of you know the latest athlete who has a blood clot or the latest statistic. And after about three months of this. I realized if these researchers were, were right, the world would look like precisely this. Mm-hmm. The world would look like hundreds of tennis players being unable to play tennis. Mm-hmm. It would look like soccer players dropping on the field. And
0: then you... Oh, look at the recent story out of Atlanta. What was it, like 13 players couldn't suddenly play? I mean, in, exactly. in one in one tournament? Unheard but of.
3: If you go to Twitter and you have one person say, my uncle just died of a blood clot. He mm-hmm. was double vaccinated. And you read the comments, there are thousands of people who will reply and either respond with an injury or a death mm-hmm. from one of their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And and that is precisely the world you would see if... VAERS underreported by a factor of a hundred because if it, if VAERS was accurate and there was twenty five thousand twenty six thousand deaths and one million safety reports, you would not have the type of responses that we're having right now, and
0: honestly, I think that it's even worse than that um it if is. the truth be known. i i sus- I suspect it's about a half percent ever get make it to VAERS. And, and and for those that have listened to this program before and in case those that are new. I've done a little research on that. And if you're a doctor trying to load up something to the VAR system, it is designed to frustrate, designed to make you want to give up and not even do it. It can take over a half hour of somebody working diligently at that site to load the information. If you're missing something and you have to walk away for a moment, it'll time out and you have to start all over again. It doesn't save anything. And so I think it's more like one in five hundred, maybe one in a thousand, are really being reported. I've I've asked one nurse. I won't say what doctors office she was with. Said we don't even bother because I don't have the time. The doctor yeah. does not have the time. If you think he's going to pay somebody to sit here and use that system for anything, you're crazy. We, we between insurance companies, we don't have time for this. We don't have enough personnel. And so I don't I think most of it never gets reported. I mean, the vast, vast majority, which is going to be causing a problem. I mean, people are basing their decisions on on, on partial information when well, it comes ma, to ma, this.
1: What I, I so we just started looking into so many things, so many vaccines um Judy Mikeovich, she's been a champion about this for a long time um, about the dangers of vaccines. Mm -hmm. But I found in 1976 when the swine flu. Oh,
0: I remember it.
1: um, uh, Gerald Ford went on air and said that they're going to vaccinate every man, woman, and child. When they rolled that out, 13 people died of heart attacks instantly and they killed the program. Exactly. 13 deaths.
0: I remember Um, it well. Yeah, so I, I was have, working and I was married and had a family at that time, so yeah, I, 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 I I knew.
1: I found old news clips, like news reports, newscast who who uh, you know talked about the C- the CDC has shut down the swine flu over thirteen heart attacks. But they say it was not related to the <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing, man. Well, <laughs> you know, back in back in
0: 1976, I was actually working as a news reporter at a radio station in Atlanta. And one no of the, I had two places on my beat that I covered the governor's mansion and the CDC. So mm. I'm very aware of that organization, what it was back then. And and also what it was like to be at the governor's office back in those days, along with, yeah. you know, any other news that hit. So another I remember thing. that flying uh, the the swine flew quite well.
1: Yeah. But another thing in this film is that we uh, two of our uh, 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 guests in our film uh, have passed away since the uh, completion of this documentary, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's 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 really uh, heartfelt that that. And I still get emotional about it, that these people, their last thing interview on this earth was with us for this movie. And uh, one of the people was uh, Rosa Corey, mm-hmm. who invited us into her house. And she's been champion against Agenda 21 and uh, Great Reset Agenda 2030 for 20 years. And uh, she unexpectedly died of lung cancer three weeks after we were in our home. I'm mean, just tragic. No signs of it, nothing. And then the second guest who died in our show, in our, in our movie was uh, Rob Skiba.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, he's what an amazing man. What a, what a champion for truth he was. And, uh, and so this movie is so special because this is their last, uh, the time they spoke on these matters that were so dear to them, mm-hmm. so uh what an amazing and you know, a feeling it is to to have them contribute to our film in such a powerful way.
0: yeah, let everyone know that you 're listening to truth to ponder i 'm your host Bob Bierman. My guests today are. Matt Scow and Nick Stumphauser, they are involved and they created a soon to be released project, a movie called The Greatest Reset. That's what you've been listening to. Before we go to our break, I'm going to ask you this question. Is is there any location or place that people can go now uh, to find out more about any of this? Uh,
3: Thegreatestreset.info is where you'll find all the uh, latest updates.
0: All right, thegreatestreset.info. So yes, that, that's the correct site to go to, thegreatestreset.info. Right now, we're going to take a break, and you're listening to Truth to Ponder. If you believe in this ministry, let me just ask you a couple of questions. We've, we've been increasing our outreach on shortwave for the first time. We're really covering the West Coast of the United States. And that's because you have been faithful supporters of this ministry for the past 19 months since we started. I can honestly say that from the first day this program went on the air, uh, God has raised up people to help support us financially and to meet the expansion. And there's a lot of projects in the background we're going to be talking about later this week. Uh, I know a lot of you are asking about the transmitter project. Yes, it is done. It is on the air and it is reaching the West Coast of the United States on 9455 kilohertz. We're on the air on two other frequencies as well from WRMI. And I'm just trying to make sure that where we invest the money that you have sent is going to where it needs to go. And if you'll let me know how you listen, I know many are listening as a podcast. I had a new listener said, I found you, I'm in Reno, Nevada, found you on on radio. I've actually had three letters out of the Reno, Nevada area over the past month. And and somebody said, I'm, I listen to you now as a podcast as well. It's more convenient. But at least if you ever disappear as a podcast, I know where I can find you. And if you believe in this ministry, would you consider helping us a little bit financially? You can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address, while we are down here in Florida, is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. And we are in the city of Crestview, Florida. Crestview is one word. Crestview, Florida. The zip code is 32536. Once again, 32536. If you're a new listener and would like to find our website, it is truth2ponder.com. The truth, the From there, you can find out more about the program and also prior episodes. The complete archive all the way back to program number one is located there as well. If you want to email me directly, by the way, there's also a tab for prayer requests. We, we care about your needs. And, and I can think of a number of people that have reached out in recent weeks that, that have had a need. And, and, and know that we, we care and we pray for those needs that you have. Once again, keep us in your prayers. We are still in Florida. We start heading north. And, and I'll talk about something that God has laid on my heart later this week. Right now, we'll take a break and we shall be right back. This is Truth to
4: Ponder with Bob Beerman. The moon of fullness coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift in a moment. Messiah died on Passover. That means he died right in the middle of the Hebrew month. The Hebrew months are lunar, and so in the middle of the month is a full moon. So Messiah, we know, died at the time of the full moon. The full moon wasn't a scary thing to the Hebrews. It was a beautiful thing because it spoke of fullness. So so it was about fulfillment. So Messiah died at the moment in the month that was about fulfillment. He fulfilled everything. He fulfilled all emptiness. He makes all things full, especially to us who have accepted him. He gives us the power to be full. But how? Well, the answer, the secrets in the moon. How did the moon become full at the time of Messiah's death? How How did it ever become full? Not by trying to do anything, really, but simply by reflecting the light of the sun. How do we become full? Not by trying to become more than we are or to increase or to compete or whatever it is. It's simply by reflecting the light of God, by reflecting his light more and more, by letting the light of God completely light us up to cover every part of our lives, to touch every part of our lives, to let it bear his light. Every part, our emotions to reflect his light, our secret things to reflect his light, our talents, our dreams, everything to reflect his light. Because just as the moon, you were made to reflect his glory. And as your life reflects more and more his glory, more and more of his love, you're going to become more and more full. And the gaps in your life are going to be filled up as you move into the fullness of your life. As it's written, we with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of God are being transformed to the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord. Want more? Ask for the gospel of the moons. A real mystery. Now, how'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet? More powerful than a locomotive? Able to leap tall bounds? Well, or how about move mountains? You can. With Sapphire's the super spiritual supplement to turn your walk into a super life with God. Plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. You're going to love it. How do you get it? Just remember Jesus or Yeshua, Jesus' real name and dial it. To receive your free gifts, just call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed, but call now one 800 Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. And I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. It's amazing. The farthest way you can ever, ever touch the world. We do it all the time, and you can now be part. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111. It's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. And the zip is 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111. One. It's in Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 076-44. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Hassar Shalom, the Prince of Peace.
0: Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. For this Tuesday, I'm your host, Bob Bierman So glad that you take the time to listen either as a podcast or, or on shortwave. Once again, I want to quickly remind you, if you are listening on shortwave, would you let me know what time and frequency? Uh, a lot of you have taken the time to even mail me. On that, but also you can email. Email me directly, and I'm not building up any kind of a an email list to bug you about supporting the program. I don't do that. It's not my I just don't feel led to do that at all. But if you will just let me know how you listen, podcast on air, uh, maybe on one of the domestic radio stations that now carry us, let me know. Just at Bob at truth the number two ponder.com, Bob at truth the number two ponder.com. And I would appreciate it ever so much. Now, my guests today are Matt Scow and Nick Stumphauser. and these two put together. From what I've seen, there's there's a lot of, uh, I guess the word would be snippets out there. Would that be the best way to describe it? Uh, teasers, you know, for for segments of. I think there are about five that I found, um, if I'm, if memory serves me, uh, for a a soon-to-be-released movie, we pray that it'll be be soon-to-be-released, called The Greatest Reset. And what we're talking about, this this movie really, those that listen to Truth to Ponder, we have had plenty of stuff with Klaus Schwab and his underlings uh, that talk about The Great Reset, the fourth industrial revolution, that you will own nothing and you will be happy living in our cities. This is something that is a common theme we've talked about on this program. And some people say it can't be real, but it is real, my friend. It really is. Just look around. You look at the administration in Washington. And I've mentioned before, the enemy of your soul is winning three steps forward. And we think we can rejoice when we get one step back. There's still two steps ahead. And I think that's where we're living right now. Yeah, they dropped the mass mandate on airliners yesterday. We got a step back. But they still are two steps ahead. And they will continue to get farther and farther ahead. So getting back to, I'm not sure which one of you want to, wants to answer this question, whether it's uh, Matt or Nick. But uh, where can people, we were talking before, I'm going to remind them again. Where can they find some snippet information or information about this particular that people are just tuning in or, or didn't get a chance to write it down before? Where can they find out about this particular film?
3: Well, we'll be updating everybody on thegreatestreset.info. We'll have uh, a podcast there where we'll, we'll be talking about it and uh, just keeping people up to date on, on anything we learn about the future of the film at thegreatestreset.info.
1: There are clips on YouTube, but a lot of them get taken down. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because of the nature of it. Oh, of course. Um, the 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 Twitter. There was a Twitter that was put put up, and a lot of stuff gets taken down there. Um, the thing is that people are like, "What's the greatest reset?" Well, uh, what does that mean? So, as Christian filmmakers, we looked at this as um, a counterpoint to the Great Reset. What they're going to do, which has been prophesized, and what's going to happen to this world, um, this great reset that the enemy wants to do. The greatest reset is when Christ returns and establishes His kingdom. Amen. And that—that um, that is what pursues us. That is what motivates me. And. Um, that, that people warn me about what I'm doing. You know, you're going up against evil uh, uh, in many factions. You're going up against Bill well, Gates. why that's why we're told 12.
0: to put on the armor of faith. I mean, St. Paul gave us a wonderful analogy of the things we should do, that we are equipped for that warfare if we put our faith in Christ, if we put on that armor that, that God has provided for us, we can be victorious, and people just yes, don't want to and- do it.
1: Yeah, and Paul even told us to expose darkness with being the light. We're Amen. supposed to be the light, the salt of the earth. And uh, too many times what I saw, what in these Christians uh, leaders, these massive leaders like Jeffress, who said uh, uh, that the vaccine that aborted babies mm. used for this vaccine. It's OK. they Lives for it like how despicable are you, sir? TD Jake's opening up his church, his sanctuary, to provide administered uh, COVID vaccine shots. This this is disgusting, uh, and uh, I have an obligation and duty to expose this. Oh, I remember and I there was a
0: church early on when the vaccine first started out in California. It was a Presbyterian church, and it had a big sign: "Vaccinated people are welcome only."
1: Yes. So look. What did it do? It divided this nation, divided the world. It, uh, it cast dispersions of you being a vaccine denier. Or sci- trust the science? Well, you can't trust science that's bought and paid for for people to make monetary gains and control over this. This we, what we've shown in this with top experts is showing that this was a controlled, manipulated experiment and uh, was put onto people for ulterior motives that one is to depopulate the world and two is subjugate the the mass into uh, this fourth industrial revolution, which means you stay at home, you put your VR goggles on, you shut up and we'll deliver you your goods and services.
0: welcome to the metaverse.
1: And and maybe we'll give you a UBI uh, so you'll just uh, sit there and eat your mayonnaise through your tube. Um, This is not the world that God made. No, He wanted us to go out and multiply. Uh, I'm not going to... Uh, not shaking. My, my my hands are supposed to put be put on lepers. He Christ said we'll do more in His name. So uh, I'm not going to let some bureaucrats or fake scientists tell me what I'm going to do or not going to do. And the the God we serve is the most creative, beautiful, magi- mm-hmm. majestic you know God in the world. He gave me Nick talents and as creative beings to to show the world in a creative manner what is going on because unfortunately with a lot of christian films uh the content of the box is is great but the, the wrapping is a cardboard box hollywood puts their stuff in the most elaborate beautiful package but inside is sex drugs corruption lies and uh we're using the same skill set as they do in Hollywood, but we put a message of redemption, love, and truth, and uh, and that's our that's my God mandated order to do. And uh, together with my, my, my brother here Nick, uh, uh, we're just gonna do big things for the for the uh, kingdom. And uh, everybody who who has our back and donated to this film. Uh, we pray for the release of this film because right now it's in the hands of uh, of a ministry that's not uh, living up to their mandate by God. So mm-hmm. please, please pray that this film is released in uh, in it, its entirety as is, as the filmmakers intended.
0: While I'm thinking about it, a thought just crossed my mind. I spent a lot of time um, currently in a state that I lived in for many, many years and worked and that is the state of Georgia. And uh, my late wife was from there, and we lived in the Atlanta area, and also in a town called Tocoa. And I had a good friend of mine that one that used to buy a lot of tombstones in a little town called Elberton, which is down the highway from Tacoa. In your in your documentary, did you ever mention or look at what are called? This is one of the great weirdest things in a state like Georgia, and especially. In Elbert County, uh, there's a thing called the Georgia Guidestones. Did you ever deal with any of that in, in this in your uh, documentary?
3: Yeah, funny you should mention them. Uh, pretty early on. No, Matt, did you know about them?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is okay. something that we that was a goal of mine to expose and use in the film because of what the Georgia Guidestones represent and what's written on them. But go ahead, Nick. Finish
3: it. Yeah, so so I think it was Matt actually that brought up uh, the um, Denver airport and the Georgia Guidestones pretty early on in our research for this mm-hmm. film, and and on the Georgia Guidestones is uh, sort of the secular Ten Commandments that they um, intend to. Uh, bring about if they're successful. And who is they? Well, we don't really know. We have a guy named R.C. Christian, who allegedly was the financier. Some people uh, allege that it's Ted Turner, but uh, we don't quite know who put them up. But on Mm -hmm. the Georgia Guidestones, you have the Secular Ten Commandments, and um, the very first one is to uh, keep the global population below 500 million in perpetual balance with nature.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that, and, and what's amazing, like I say, Albert County, Georgia, and Alberton, and all the little communities around it, like Dewey Rose. I'm thinking of, I, I've driven through it so many times over over the past almost 50 years, and it is called the Granite Capital of the World. It, it is where more. Shall we say monuments for cemeteries are made than almost any are dug up and polished and sent off on railroad tracks uh, than any other place that I know of. So they had plenty of granite to work with to make these things in that location. But, But of all places, Elberton, Georgia, for something like that. Uh, you know, you think, well, that, that would be great for New York City or in front of the United Nations or or maybe move them to Davos, Switzerland. But Elberton, Georgia, on Highway 17 in the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
1: it's strange. And uh, how how it was on our stop right after we met with Kerry Monte and, and filmed the vaccines for the film. We went over there and uh, look, we don't know who did it, but we know what's behind it. Those words are written with intention. And what we're seeing is that intention being played out right now. Uh, they uh, look at us as cancer. And that's specifically what they uh, referred to us as on the on the guidestones. We are a cancer upon the earth. And um, the people like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, Anthony Fauci, all these people who came together to uh, promote and distribute this lethal vaccine, have that intention and mindset in, in their thoughts. In the film, you'll see Bill Gates in front of a Malthusian graph. And he says, We're at 11 billion people right here, but with uh, enough healthcare, we can get the, that family size healthcare down. Healthcare
0: and vaccines will get that size down.
1: Get, Health- and what's the size? Family size. What does that mean? Less brothers and sisters. This is the world they want to create. Look what they're trying to build with this new fourth. The the other scary thing is Klaus Schwab writes the book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. We're living through the reset. The United Nations is uh, uh, espousing these 17 sustainable points. Uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, 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 President Biden. But the, the, the main thing is, is they want to get population down to go into the fourth industrial re- revolution, which Clau- this is Klaus Schwab's latest book. And then, and why is this? Because with robotics, with automation, you don't need uh, Johnny flipping your burgers. That's Johnny right. is taking up space. Johnny produces waste. Johnny needs to be exterminated.
0: And Johnny Johnny. Yeah, and Johnny consumes uh, food and, and resources and things that the earth can't afford to give Johnny.
1: Exactly.
3: And so interesting, uh, the skepticism surrounding any of these claims when the people who make them uh, or, or I should say that the people who are implicated in the claims write them down. They carve them into stone. They go to davos switzerland and spend days pontificating about them Mm -hmm. and and for some reason when you when you tell other people hey the most powerful people on planet earth has this in their hearts they don't believe you Uh, it blows my mind i know i know
1: one thing is that as a we have prophets in our in our bible they have prophets as well one of the prophets is Yuval Harari. I oh, yeah. <laughs> I interviewed Mr. Harari personally on the floor of Davos right after one of his lectures. Right after one of his lectures that said that we as homo sapiens will be just like Neanderthals in 200 years being ruled by entities that we, can, we do not uh, cannot, uh, compare to. Mm-hmm. He also said we're going to be ruled. This is in our film. He, we are going to be ruled by algorithms. Yes. algorithms are going to decide the future for us as well as he said this little story about in the future kids will play spin the bottle but instead of spin the bottle they'll ask the algorithm if they're gay or not and the algorithm will let them know if they're gay just in case they didn't know mm. this is who they listen to uh when i was in davos uh christine, La- christine lagarde Merkel, all were front row center for his speech and all gave a a, a standing ovation. This is real, people. This is real.
0: What people don't understand about this individual, I mean, he's an avowed atheist. He lives in Israel. Um, He is uh, married to his male partner. uh, And with his atheism, as strong as it is, he, he has come out and literally said, we are gods. We are, you know, I think his greatest quote is something to the effect of we created gods and we become gods when we leave the God behind that we have created. Yeah. And we what are now equated, the new gods.
1: What he equated it to was the algorithms will make a better human than we get God. It isn't God because you don't believe in God, but he said algorithms will make a better human.
0: Right. are and he talks so, about the cloud, and not not the God in the clouds, but the cloud that we have built. We exactly. will ascend to that cloud that we have created. This is the Tower of Babel all over again on a twenty on first century scale.
1: And, and, and through our film, we we took we, we we dive into not just one subject; we dive into. How this is going to transpire in this world we live in and it's happening now and it's all organized and being uh, done in a uniform fashion Um, it started with agenda 21 went on through the club of uh, the club of rome uh, united nations and now we're at davos and agenda 2030 agenda 2030 is their mark where this will all be rolled out and that is not just a, a a number they threw out they believe in this. Their, their their goal is to achieve this, and guess what? They're on track.
0: One of the things that I'm hoping we can do moving forward, and I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely want to have you back on the program occasionally to give us some updates on how things are progressing uh, with this. I mean, right now, I'm I'm sure you almost have to feel and I, pardon me for using the word uh, deflated. Uh, uh, what's what's the word i'm looking for concern that this film needs to be released now it doesn't need to be waiting another six months or another year it needs to be out now and what what's yeah. it going to take to get it out so
1: unfortunately um well it's it's about it's fortunate and unfortunate fortunately uh they, there was a, almost a million dollars raised by people who wanted to put their name on the wow. film. They own the film. Unfortunately, it was under the umbrella of True News. And uh, and that is the unfortunate part because um, they're looking t- the ways to monetize this outside the purview of how me and Nick went to our guest and had – they were under – the assumption and what we told them that this will be a free movie. There will be no, this is not going to be sold to a third party. We're not trying to make money off of it. And all our guests who we interviewed agreed to it on that principle. So right now it's in the hands of a Manhattan attorney uh, to, to get insurance for a fair use. Um, honestly, this, this is entirely under the fair use because we have experts commenting on uh, clips we've used. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know as a filmmaker, since I've done this, what I can use under fair use. This is all under fair use and it's for nonprofit. Um, there are other things, uh, reasons why it hasn't been released right now, and that's because of the greed of the people at True News. So we're asking that uh, just right now, it's in the hands of God to pray for this film's release um, and uh, support the filmmakers who. Gave their blood, sweat and tears for a year to make this film.
0: uh, I got to just add, I got to add this before I forget. And when you get my age, occasionally you can forget if you don't if you don't uh, pass it along. There is a video clip at the True News website where they even say that's exactly what their intent is, that, you know, they're going to raise the money from from you. The, the, you know, the audience of this program and then the, the movie will be made totally free. Anybody can copy it. Anybody can distribute it. I mean, it, it, the words are right there. You can. We hope that you'll get it and you'll copy it and you'll share it. We want everybody to see it. This is, and, of their, why, own, this is their own words. And why, why, we, why are uh, they changing their uh, mind now?
1: Why we asked for the money was for promotion of the film. We needed production, which is already done, and production consisted of me and Nick flying all over the place and getting interviews, and then uh, the other part was promotion. All the money that these donors gave was supposed to be used for this film. We need to hold them accountable. We need to see billboards. We need to see uh, commercials. We need to see all this money spent for the promotion of this film Mm -hmm. because this film is so incredibly vital. The information needs to get out right now. And, and above all, it, it preaches the word of God to people who don't believe it. The word of God is real. We we show you scripture that shows what's happening now was um, given to John on the island of Patmos. Yes, it's playing sir. out right now.
3: If it's uh, not clear, Matt and I aren't making a dime off of this. We don't get residuals. We didn't get a percentage of the money that was raised. There's no back end what we get out of this is twofold first is we our baby is seen right we gave birth we went through hard labor to to create this and that's what we do with our lives and no matter what happens this movie matt and I are going to continue to make more we just want this one to be seen and secondly pastor keith malcolmson uh when he saw uh the film up until his part before we had we had captured his preaching he said we made a pulpit for the gospel amen that is what we did okay so this is not a monetary situation it is a don't put the light under the bushel basket situation amen
0: amen look all i i'm just gonna ask my listeners and i have so many of you that are so faithful uh, with this ministry to pray about this film, um, from what little I've been able to see, what you can probably see when you see it and you find it, you're going to realize this needs to be out now. It needed to be out last month. It needed to be out. It literally, but before the end of last year, let alone now.
1: Yeah, we we, we finished production, uh, color, all the bells and whistles two weeks ago. It's in the hands. Our it's in the hands of an attorney. Who's triple jabbed? He doesn't believe in this. Atheist, and he—it's like
0: <laughs> I hope he, he lives my, to to finish his work and doesn't have a you know uh, Maya like, Curtis event.
1: It's it's like I gave my film to my my child to a pedophile to babysit. Mm. It's 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 how I feel, and um, I, but I know my God is stronger, more powerful. This is all in His sovereignty, and it takes us though to be the foot soldiers. He he will not do this without our participation we need to pray and that's our participation is praying and get the word out uh and i I just thank you so much bob for having uh, us on to talk about this this is so fresh right now and uh and 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 the time is very uh, at hand
0: once again before we finish up for today give the information where people can can find out more about this this documentary, this film, this this product, this labor that you have put in, where can they find out more right now today?
3: TheGreatestReset.info. Matt and I will be there giving people updates in the sort of podcast format as, uh, as the weeks progress.
0: Okay, once again, that is TheGreatestReset.info. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And my guests today on the program have been... Matt Skow and Nick Stomphauser they are the ones that put together this, this documentary, this film that should be released soon, and this film is called The Greatest Reset. And from the clips that I've been able to see in preparing this radio program, I believe it's going to have a huge impact uh, on your life. It's going to help put in perspective all the moving parts. For those that have listened to this program over the past year, We've talked about the pandemic. We have talked about the vaccines. We have talked about the lockdowns. We have talked about people losing their livelihood. We have seen supply change shortages. We, we've seen it all occur in a two-year period. If you go back to 2019, December 2019, I remember it well. My wife and I were getting ready to celebrate the Christmas holiday, And then we were going to be returning to our home in Georgia sometime in January. And we were looking forward to that January of 2020. Had some mission work planned, even even had some meetings planned within our own church body and denomination that were going to be a very exciting time (laughs) We to do some church planning work. Well, the church planting got put on the shelf. Why? Because of COVID-19. Instead, I came out of retirement to work in emergency management, something I hadn't done in a number of years. That's when I realized something was wrong in all of this. I look at what the Bible has to say. And I want to take you into into Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to read you just some of the verses, not all of it. Jesus says, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for these things must come to pass. But the end, it's not yet. The end is not yet. For all these things must come to pass. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers' places. I'm kind of concerned. I've been reading about, shall we say, food supply issues coming up later this year. Problems with farming. We We could be coming into a very difficult time. And for those that, and Jesus says, and these are the beginning of sorrows, he also reminds us, and they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. Oh boy, we hear that all the time. You offend me with the things you say. They'll betray one another, and they shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. I can think of people that I've heard on the radio that have either made false predictions of the end of the world or other things, or have allowed those people on their radio and TV programs. We are in a truly perilous time, and that's why this program is on the radio. It's also a podcast, but I recognize the plug can be pulled on the Internet at, at a moment's notice. In times of war, in times of trials and tribulation, the truth becomes, as we talked about yesterday, the first and foremost casualty. God is laying a lot of things on my heart that I'll be trying to talk about over the next couple of weeks. I'm I'm so happy that we are, we've we've been able to increase our shortwave outreach on 9455 kilohertz to the West Coast. We're on 5950 up into the East Coast and Midwest. Also 9395. And I need to know what stations you're listening to. I've got to make some decisions pretty soon on where to be investing the money that you use to support this on-air ministry you can let me know just by an email Bob at truth the number two pondercom Bob at truth the number two ponder.com and I'm not building up an email list just so you know if you can help us pay for the radio airtime, would you consider making a check payable to ancient word radio that's ancient word radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. We are in Crestview. One word, Crestview. The state is Florida, and the zip code is 32536. That zip code again, 32536. And we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, may God bless.